14 karat gold slum computer wizard tapping inside my rap vein causes blizzards. It's the going off podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. We've got two listener requested albums that we'll be reviewing this week on the show. Uh, but first, the day we're recording this, uh, the biggest news story on Twitter as it pertains to us and our interests mm-hmm. is North Carolina's own, <laughs> very own. J. Cole. Yeah, your boy uh, got in a little bit of hot water this weekend. It's one of those things where it's like, it kind of takes a bit of, like, a bit of nuance to really, like, parse what happened, you know? And I kind of don't like when people, like, just put a block thing of, like, oh, this person is just bad. Because it's like, well, ah, it gives a bit of a doubt, but it was still very tone deaf. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, this isn't like a, oh, you're canceled. It's more of just like a, ah, why would you say that? You know, like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that's been J. Cole for the past few years. <laughs> uh, he's kind of got the air about him like wind chimes where he, <laughs> where he kind of has this smarter than thou attitude that kind of mm. rubs people the wrong way. And you can kind of point to that one track where he was kind of talking down on, like, the up-and-coming rappers. But even that, it was like, hey, he's trying to tell y'all to be careful and watch out yeah, for exactly. people yeah. in the industry. It's not like a diss track. <laughs> it's not a diss track, but he can't help but sound, like, condescending or belittling. I don't know what it is, but whenever he tries to get a thought across and it starts out all right... The tone of it gets in the way. And this is what I thought was very ironic about what he was saying, right? So let's actually quote the lyrics, right? Mm. People are saying that, like, it's rumored that it's no name, but, like, I'm the type of person who's like, unless I hear a name, like, it could just be anybody. Because then three weeks later, like I said, you know, this Sunday, we're going to find out that he was talking about, like, Angela Yee or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Yeah, it could be anyone. You you, you don't fucking know. You could be talking about Chrissy Teigen. You don't fucking know. Someone has to be talking about Chrissy fucking Teigen. That's for sure. Uh, And her show on on Chibi Quibi. (laughs) Quibi! Her show on Chibi Chubby with Kill Bill and Rev. (laughs) I scrolled through a timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She met at these crackers. She met at these capitalists. She met at these murder police. She met at my niggas. She met at our ignorance. She heard, uh, she wear her heart on her sleeve. She met at celebrities. Low key, I be thinking she be talking about me. Now, I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism. So when I see something that's valid, I listen. But shit, it's something about the queen tone that's bothering me. She strikes me as somebody blessed enough to grow up in conscious environment. With parents that know about the struggle for liberation in turn, and in turn they prided with a perspective and awareness of the system and unfairness that afflicts them. And the clearest understanding of what we got to do to get free. And the frustration that fills her words that seems to come from the fact that most people don't see. Just because you woke and I'm not, that shit ain't no reason to talk like you better than me. How you gonna lead when you attacking the very same niggas that really do need the shit that you saying? Instead of conveying you holier, come help us get come help us get up to speed. It's that last lyric in particular that I feel is the most like ironically sort of condescending in how he's trying to say, hey, maybe you should be less condescending to people. These lyrics would play different if he was talking to a guy with the same intention. 
like saying like, hey, dude, maybe don't be so rude to people if the point is to change their minds because, you know, they might not listen. But virtually all women have had to deal with, you know, being condescended to by guys. So like the irony is in a verse about how this girl should pay attention to how her rhetoric may be off-putting to outside observers. He doesn't seem to be observing the same rule of paying attention to how his rhetoric is off-putting to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like while it really shouldn't matter as to what pronoun he decides to put in the song, it does. Yeah, I could just be talking about anybody. If you said he or whatever, you are still specifically talking about a dude. But yeah, it just feels like the way when you specify a woman, maybe it's because especially like in hip hop, there are less women vocal at the forefront of these issues. And it seems more pointed because for every 10 dude rappers on the radio, there's like maybe one and a half women and even they're not getting the same radio play. So it, it seems like, okay, who, who could this possibly be then? And immediately you're playing fucking guess who like, all right. So what did Nikki say? Nothing. Okay. Hmm. Then was a Cardi. Hmm. Like there's not that many that are that vocal on social media and in, and if he's even talking about, someone in the industry that's kind of up in the air too isn't it like he doesn't really specify that you know what my thing is it's like okay it's specifically the idea of like she mad at my niggas she mad at she mad at our ignorance you know she wear her heart on her sleeve and it's saying that like hey so don't be so harsh to our brothers because we need them to listen but it's like would you say that same thing like don't be so hard on these crackers and these murderous police and these capitalists because we need them to listen you know what i mean it's how it like it stops specifically on but don't be so hard on the person who just happens to fit my profile. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So it, it does go off as self-serving in in the grant like in the grander context. It's like in a granular way, it's like, yeah, I understand saying like, hey man, you know, you I, I tried to do the conscious thing too. And like it comes off kind of odd if you're if you're just like trying to be holier than thou, you know, like maybe try to come at it from a more humility angle. But like, yeah, when you have that dynamic like tossed in there it kind of futzes things up and it brings it to another point that someone had brought up so he said like if j cole is sending shots at no name then fuck him first of all say her name second of all you told your audience to pray for six nine and cape for Tentacion, but want to critique no name for her tone is, is that what's bothering you if you're known as or at least was at a time more of a conscious dude and you don't write any bars about police brutality or about systemic racism and you come out of silence with this like this is what your issue like that's what makes it look so bad yeah it's the timing yeah if you were talking about other shit but if this is the only thing that seems and to that be was the only verse too ire, that's the thing that tripped, yeah 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 i was like wait that's all like you know what i mean usually it would be like oh hey within this maybe people could take it out of context or whatever in the grander scheme of what he's talking about but it's just like no that's all it was about how hey black woman maybe calm down like I, I don't think this is time to tell anybody to calm down wow look at him go he really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes when it's people in trees when george was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe you thought to write about me he hasn't said that it was about her right like i haven't heard that right. it's not in the song yeah and so it's like it could be about like 
an anonymous person that he just happened to see on Twitter one morning. The fact that people are associating it with her is because maybe she happened to do something recently that trended on Twitter. And so people were like, oh, it must be her. You know, like I have seen her retweeted. Like, I don't think I directly follow her, but I did see her happen to see something she had said uh, being retweeted like right before that had happened. You know what I'm saying? Like breaking news. Uh, oh, J. Cole making a thread, so let's uh, let's check it out, see what he says. Oh, holy shit. I stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night. Right or wrong, I can't say, but I can say it was honest. Some assume to know who the song is about. That's fine with me. It's not my job to tell anybody who to think or feel about the work. I accept all conversations and criticism. But let me use this moment to say this. Follow at no name. I love and honor her as a leader in these times. She has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, a nigga like me just be rapping. Uh, I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking. And I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs and I feel that in these times that's important. We may not agree with each other, but we gotta be gentle with each other. Uh, peace. Huh. Well, what, you know. Okay. I feel like that's that that's fine. <laughs> Man, it it does kind of negate the last twenty minutes though. <laughs> but that is cool though. Like, you know, just to, for him to be like, hey, I saw that it feels like you guys think I'm saying that we shouldn't listen to this person and I'm being like, No, no, no. Follow and listen to this person. She's smarter than me. She's she's on the ball. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like I don't know. I feel like we just wasted all that time. No, I mean, it's, it, we cap, we captured a moment. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But I'm just saying because by the time this goes up, it'll already be played out and they'll already know. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's see how the news breaks over this weekend. If okay. A diss track, if No Name comes out with a diss track, says, you know what? Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> it's fuck you, too. I'm going to be abrasive on your ass, too. Leading would be a bother is trans women being murdered and this is all he can offer and this is all y'all receive distract you from the convo with organizers they talking abolishing the police and this is new world order we gotta head on over to um i'm gonna make the executive decision here and go with the newer album first um, <laughs> yes i think that uh makes sense let's <laughs> go ahead that. go with our first request requested by kyle s it is net split or there's a longer title, but I don't have it right now in front of me. Give me one second. It is Net Split or the Fathomless Heartbreak of Online itself by MC Front a lot. I hated this so much. Oh, are you imitating the cadence in order to match uh, <laughs> you know? how it would feel for the audience? <laughs> uh, not intentionally. I was just doing that as a goof. Oh. But um, look, I'm just going to preface this off by saying... Nerdcore, am I right? We haven't reviewed anything Nerdcore related probably since... I was gonna say MC Chris, but I think uh, Professor Elemental might count? Yeah, yeah. Um, Like that niche sort of... I didn't of, like that yeah. either. Uh, I, but that. I enjoyed... You liked it more than I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's from that class. MC Chris, Mega Ran... Samus, you know... Samus, absolutely. I was trying to think of that one... The one white dude who had that song that was like ska and also hip hop. What? What? MC Mr. Napkins? What? <laughs> Mr. Napkins? No, that's the fucking. 
that's a whole nother story that kind of blew up today. We didn't talk about Mr. Uh, you're using too many napkins getting in some hot water. MC Frontalot, your boy. Uh, right, this right. is no good. This is really not good. Uh, this <laughs> is this is really, 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 really bad. And um, the going off podcast of the really, really bad, no good album. <laughs> I try not to say bad, you know, because because music is subjective, right? Yeah. But I think this is objectively bad. <laughs> and like, it's not that it's just not for me. It is an album that is, you know, sort of trying to encapsulate the 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 internet experience in a, in a way, right? That that that's what he's aiming for, yeah, and addressing key yeah. issues and, and concerns, and you know, just general things about the internet, observations about the internet. The immediate issue that I run into is a track like Track Two, Memes Are Stupid, which along with continuing the very wonky, awkward production and flow of the uh, uh, of the previous track, so, you know, showing that consistency, also just has this weird talking down, like, condescending thing that, like, the thing that people were saying about J. Cole, but much, like, even more, like, abrasive and kind of, like, I don't know, man. Like, why are you coming after memes in general? Like, and with it, memes are done. If you got something to say, say something. It's like, what? Memes communicate ideas just like any fucking piece of art does. And people remixing stuff is all a part of remix culture in general. You know what I mean? Like, and but the only credence he gives is that, like, oh, you're gonna, you add a mustache to a meme. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know? First of all, I was thinking of MC Lars. That's the oh, name I was trying to okay. think of. All these he MCs. Does, <laughs> he does that song, uh, This Giant Robot Kills, and it's kind of got like a ska break in it. Anyway, MC Fernalot has been at this for a while. <laughs> this feels like someone who just fucking put pen to paper. This feels like Johnny for, Five like, when he did the Onomatopoeia album. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I... <laughs> I seriously thought you were talking about the robot from Short Circuit. <laughs> no. Oh, he's he's rapping like he's just <laughs> come to life for the first time. Los locos kick your ass. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny break your face. Johnny, kick your ass into and, outer and space. Funky fresh. <laughs> he's got the mohawk and the cyborg eye oh, and no. everything. No, um... Yeah, but just look at these fucking titles, man. You don't even need to look much further than that. Track one, internet sucks. Track two, memes are stupid. Are you fucking kidding me? What is this? <laughs> Everything about the first song rubbed me the wrong fucking way. His delivery, his cheesy lyrics. I've mentioned this before, and those who know, know his voice triggers my misphonia really bad. <laughs> so I was listening to this album on, like, a uh, 5% volume, because if I had it any louder, I wouldn't be able to listen to it. Oh, no. If this was not a request, I would have bailed at track three. <laughs> never, never read the comments. Never read them, never, never read the comments. Okay, here, I'm going to say this, right? Best songs. <laughs> okay. Huh? Huh? Uh. Okay. Uh, best songs would be... um. By the way, uh, by best, uh, they got one and a halfs. Uh, that's extremely online. Uh, okay. D-D-O-S and I-W-F. Mm. 
uh, internet while female, which, uh, really? It's, tw- it's, it's 2019 and you're still using female, <laughs> dude. Well, I mean, they're, 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 they're doing the joke of, you know, something while black, you know. I know, but you could say, like, woman is kind of like the politically correct thing now because wild female. Woman? Huh? Wild woman? I mean, I you don't have to make well, it in alliteration. The the idea is that they they are indeed addressing the misogyny, you know. So I, that, okay, you could, you could argue that that's part of uh, you know what I mean. The, the, that's the, true. Yeah, yeah. The characterization. <laughs> he definitely because, does play an unlikable asshole on this album, <laughs> and maybe that's the thing. Maybe the memes are stupid. Maybe that's in character too. Maybe he doesn't actually believe that. Maybe he's just playing. Oh, you this know, is the reveal to show like. He's gone so overboard as this character, it's showing how he really feels, right? He's the one angry gamer HD. He's fucking got uh, a list of all the traitors to the to his gamerhood, and that's what he's talking about on this album. And I, I, I like it a little bit in the sense of, like, you know, it's the sort of ska thing of, like, hey, if I'm going to be, you know, this white guy rapper rapping about the internet, I'm going to, you know, make sure to, like, address, you know what I'm saying, what I feel is an issue within the community just to be like, you know, just on our side, we're not having that shit. You know, like, so I can appreciate that on that level, right? 100%. If you want to look at it as like, you know, Nazi punks fuck off, I had to look up. <laughs> and even though it, it was my highest rated song on the album, IWF, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I had to look up and see if the women on the track were actually rappers. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I don't know, man, maybe it's like, hey, maybe they're just like YouTubers and they're rapping for the first time because outside of E-Turn, everyone else sounds like they've never been in front of a microphone before. They sound so uncomfortable. It reminds me of uh, what you said with the uh, uh, video game album we reviewed, where it's like, it's like all these guys rapping, and there's one guy who raps a lot, and then there's one female rapper that's like, yeah, the ladies can suck it rapping too. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I'm number one. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the female champ. I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> and that's no disrespect to the ladies in a misogynistic way. I mean, it is kind of disrespectful, but I will say <laughs> I'm hating on MC Front a lot just as much. I'm not saying he's any better than y'all because <laughs> he, he's, he's really not. No, at least they have like some semblance of flow and and unique voice to them. Like I did like the, the main singer on the hook. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like that it had that old school, edgy, you know, 1920s rag vibe to it, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the writing, if they wrote it themselves, or the beat was just not giving them much to work with, because I think they could have done better on the track. I don't want to blame them. I want to blame MC Front a lot because I don't like him. As a rapper, I don't know how he is as a dude, but I just know every time I've tried to listen to anything of his, I've just never liked it. He's always been my least favorite. And it's not that he's not saying anything, right? Like, he has a... In Never Read the Comments, he has one verse where he is, you know, the the comment uh, guy, basically talking about, like, through the perspective of, like, ooh, I am the person who is allowed to judge how good you are, and that's who I am in the comments and like you know having that be the representation of how you feel when you're reading the comments you know and he's like as if to know your worth itself would become to 
undebatable, as if anything could be wonderful enough to be unhateable, that anyone smart could suffer a thought that you're not garbage is reason enough we don't move on to the harder targets. You know what I mean? Like, just like, I like that he kind of delved into, like, the psyche of that type of person, you know, who's, like, just bothering someone like a, like a, like a Chris Chan or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't hate on what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. Like, he does say some good shit on this album. It's just his delivery is... It's, it's so off-putting. I can't get past it, honestly. Like, with anyone else saying the same stuff, it might have been fine. But the writing on some of these tracks is so fucking basic, and it doesn't help that he just has one of the most obnoxious deliveries. And, and man, when you get to bad nerd... <laughs> <laughs> that ends it, caps it off. <laughs> In addition to the bad flow, you got the, you don't have to be bad, nerd. <laughs> uh, look, you have no, you have no idea how relieved I was when I went on Spotify to look up the album, saw it was 40 minutes and then realized that like, we didn't have to listen to like six of the songs, I was like, "Oh my god, dude! Thank oh, you so yes. much." Oh god, I've only got to listen to feeling. eight of them. <laughs> so it's probably like what a half hour, maybe. Ah, that's fine. I can handle that. No problem. Uh, I got a one. Uh, I got I got a three. Woo. I, <laughs> but that's more out of respect for how the topics were varied, and you know that like. From song to song, it did feel like it was a different experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there was at least that sort of, like, it satisfied that sort of... And even, you know, like, with respect to the idea that this is an indie guy who only has so many resources. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, on one level, I want to be like, hey, man, indie guy, you do it the best you can, you know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, I'm not going to act like, you know, it's... Yeah, the message is necessarily worth the the trip all the way but it is a unique experience in the sense of like hey this guy set out to do this thing and like that is a unique experience and if you wanted to listen to it i, I wouldn't be like don't waste your time but at the same time I, I wouldn't directly push you toward it you know i'm just saying for a guy who's been at it for this long i'd expect something of a higher quality um mm. because he's not just some you know fresh out the gate he has been at this for a minute and just the the subject matter on the songs like, this might have made for maybe two, three songs worth of material, but stretched over eight, there's a lot of, like, all right, how much are you going to really say about these topics before it just kind of gets repetitive in in the overall message? So I just, mm -mm. I, I I can't hang with it. I, mm. uh, yeah, not a fan. But moving on to uh, Raekwon the Chef featuring... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Guest starring uh, Tony Stark's, <laughs> a.k.a. Yeah, Ghost, Ghostface Killer, only built for Cuban links, brought to dot, you by dot, dot. <laughs> br brought to you by Mick Swagburger XL, because of course, your boy's got to come through with a follow-up, giving us the, the, the B-side, pretty much. Everyone talks about Liquid Swords. They almost mm -hmm. always talk about only built for Cuban links in the same breath. Uh, putting it on the same, uh, the same height, the same pedestal, giving it the same time of day, saying that uh, they're the two potentially best. The, the two cousin, uh, uh, you know, top solo albums. A lot of people say. 
You gotta listen to these two for for the fucking companion pieces, man. If you're if you if you're gonna listen to to Liquid Swords, you gotta listen to a, a only built for Cuban links. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many of the members like also on this album as well. You know, and with and just more. the idea of it being like the idea of it having like yeah yeah and more like not only is Ghostface here, but he's on every like other song. Like not a lot of albums do that. It was like here's this guy's solo album, but it's basically kind of introducing you to this guy too. And and also you fucking get Nas you- on there for someone. I know you always bring up Jizza. Where does this album? Uh, stand with you as more of the of the diehard Wu fan than I am. Where does this one rank? I am weird in that, like, I was more listening to Old Dirty Bastard. You know what I'm saying? More directly. Like, I listened to, you know, Return to the 36 Chambers, and I listened to Nigga Please and was kind of like, I know this doesn't sound great, but there's something weirdly charming about the idea that someone would make this. You know? Like, <laughs> um, but also at the same time, like, the undeniable uh, Jizza genius who made Liquid Swords and was always the one who was just like, oh, yeah. Like, I love ODB because he's crazy, but, like, you gotta respect the Jizza just because, like, he's just the sharpest motherfucker in the clan like he's always fucking on point with the with his fucking rhymes you know um, how disappointed were you by the way that i think odb is the only member not on this album yeah yeah that, that, people always bring that up whenever they review this album <laughs> but it's like it is kind of hard to say like you know it, it it is so interesting that we just listened to the geniuses album and how like there is a lot of mafioso elements in that even though people do look to the geniuses more just like the smart guy rapper but it's like it's a smart guy directly in relation to drug wars and and all of these things but just like with that intelligence over it that you don't expect from the the the, the you know common street thug or whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying and with the Raekwon's album it's this different flavor of that gangster rap that makes it the more that delves deeper into the mafioso uh uh angle and that like that makes it more about the detailing of the world you know what I'm saying like there's fucking uh uh product placement out the wazoo on this album <laughs> and but directly because he's just like giving you the action like this album feels like you're walking into somebody's room in 1995 you know what i mean whereas like he's talking about the tally pels and the calvin kleins and the fucking you know his chick is rocking the liz claiborne's you know what i'm saying like and it's interesting that i wrote at the end of this album like they're both gangst like they're both gangster rap but you wouldn't Directly think more of Jizza as gangster rap, but like, this is gangster rap not in that sort of NWA, you know, I'm gonna kill a whole block full of people, you know, by, by midday, and you know, the idea is that I'm just running around causing shit, but the idea is that like, I am also like calculating in what I'm doing, but I also like am giving you these like jewel encrusted sort of lyricism where it's like a rhyme every like, couple of words you know what i'm saying like in how they're laying out and and bring you into this world there's not a lot of punchlines in this rap it's more just like that insanely intricate detailing and i was just thinking like you know this album is like all the stereotypes that you know you someone would complain about about rap but done so well and creatively that it's hard to deny the artistry with which he's doing it the way the album is laid out on the cover it even says guest starring uh, Tony Starks. So it, right up front, it's, you know, Chef Raekwon and Tony Starks. We're giving you these characters. And it's supposed to play out like a movie, which is why there are so many 
skits at the at the beginning of the songs. Did that work for you? Um, no, not in the sense of it being well. It it worked in the sense of like I said, it 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 set the scene of being that mafioso angle. Like I look at this is what I was thinking of. I I see Genius as being like his album is like The Godfather, and Raekwon's album is like Goodfellas. You know what I'm saying? Like it okay. may not be your favorite, you know, uh, mafia movie, but it's like you know it's competent because it's made by you like in that France Ford Coppola. You know what I'm saying? It's less it's less classic, but it's still it's still functional and it's still giving you an interesting, unique sort of story about this, you know. And Ghostface Killer is is, is Scarface. He's just like yeah. the fucking action packed, <laughs> intense shit. The reason I ask is because it was a little hard to follow for me, just like oh trying yeah, to this figure is out dense lyrically what was going on and what are they saying. <laughs> I'm just talking about in the skits themselves that like uh, before the song actually starts. It's like oh we even talked goodness. about that a little bit on the Jizz on the Jizz oh, album. They just hit you with the slang. <laughs> that there was a song where like someone just kind of started singing in the background and you didn't know why on the Jizz album. It's like a little bit more of that on here. Like yeah, like it does kind of it, it sets the tone for the song. Like okay, that's kind of what we're going to be getting ourselves into. It does do that better than it did on the Jizz album. I feel like yeah, the intros are more iconic feeling. Criminology, that intro is incredible. I told you a long time ago, you fucking... Who the fuck you think you're talking to? Fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that is an incredible pairing. That is something that needed to exist. The idea of, like, sampling Scarface, getting angry with that, like, so fucking balls out, you want to go to war type of fucking music that fits, you know, his bombastic personality. You know what I mean? Like, that is so fucking cool that he matched that in that way, you know? I wanted to mention the samples because in 2020... If someone were to sample Scarface, right? <laughs> it, it's it's cliche. It's hackneyed. Played out, Who needs yeah. it? But sampling Scarface in '95 that just hits different. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to point out because it's still RZA doing most of the production, correct? Mm-hmm. Jizz's album Liquid Swords felt very much like uh, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers Part Two. Like it's it's a uh-huh. continuation Absolutely. of that feel. This album doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah. It's got a couple tracks that have like the, oh, fight you with the Wu-Tang style. Like, oh, that's, it's like, it's in there, but not that much. It's a little cooler. This album is a little cooler, right? Man, I am absolutely here for the variety in the fucking beats <laughs> and the samples and the way that like, like right out the fucking gate, knuckleheads. It's fucking mm. bouncy and like <laughs> catchy. Done with a little piano going. You're like... This fucking like this is a Wu Tang shit. Like what the fuck? Like it actually kind of sounds almost fun. What's going yeah. on here? What is this? The tone on this album it's still very dark, very menacing. Mm-hmm. But the beats, a lot of the beats are way more lighthearted than on other albums, especially at that time. It feels like he's realizing the cinematic quality with which he can bring and like illuminate the mood of what he wants to do and realizing that Raekwon is more of this dense lyricist and so like realizing like okay I'm gonna bring a more more character into the production to like carry that along you know what I'm saying my favorite album my my favorite cut oh what what I'm just seeing if we're on the same page here Woo Gambinos 
Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's not that's not for me. Not 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 really? my favorite. Mm-mm. Oh no, what's I yours? I gotta go with glaciers of ice, baby. <laughs> glaciers of ice. Hold on, hold on. Woo! The treasures be the glaciers of ice, original men, possess the power to hold G's guns, grands, breaker breaker. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that wasn't even in like my top tier actually oh man i love that goddamn song i remember watching the music video again wu-tang clan iconic music video <laughs> you know like back in like the 2000s years of like trying to you know go online and find all the music videos for my favorite artists that i could you know and like oh man like that one just holds a, a, a place in my imagination just because like the video is so fucking cool and these different fucking styles of rapping and like um he uh raekwon uh, did an interview that I had read uh, on Genius where he said, like, man, I didn't really like my verse on that song. I thought it was whack. I was going to rewrite it. Uh, and, and, like, originally, uh, uh, RZA had a completely different beat. It, it was just, like, this more basic, like, backbeat, you know, maybe something similar to, like, Knuckleheads, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, he left and came back the next day, and he was just like, holy shit, you just transformed it into this different fucking thing, you've got this woman singing on it, and singing, like, half of Somewhere Over the, uh, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, or something like that, over the fucking track, and you added these, like, gunshots in the background, and all this fucking, you know, the weird little video game sample in there, like, holy shit, like, what in the fuck is this song, you know? The singing is what ruined it for me. Oh, really? No, I yeah. think it makes it so epic, the, wow! I think I think it was a little distracting for me. I thought it was so intense. <laughs> now I will say, who is referred to as uh, Riz's quote secret weapon? I thought was the weakest part of the album. I'm talking about Blue Raspberry. Oh no! <laughs> I did not care you for hate Blue not Raspberry. The girl. <laughs> that singing was not good. Dude, it just feels like it weirdly, weirdly fits with this sort of, you know, lo-fi '90s sort of aesthetic, right? Like their their production isn't like you know super classy and it's very dusty. So like the singer that they get kind of like has has that sort of edge to her. You know what I mean? Doesn't have that polish to her. You know, like it it just weirdly has that punk sort of tone to me. You know what I mean? First time I heard her on the album, I got a sort of Madonna singing to Dick Tracy vibe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, you, you got that one intro. Like, aren't they building it up? You know, where it's just like, uh, what's the joint? It's raining. Rainy days where you have the yeah, intro the sounding one. like the woman who's singing, you know, at the at the at the, you know, Coco Cabanga Club or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then the guy comes up to her afterwards. <laughs> At first, I thought it was really cool, but she doesn't sound that great. And, <laughs> like, just not hitting the notes. Like, there oh, are some it, notes he's, that she... He's the nightclub owner's uh, girlfriend, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I really hate to sound misogynistic, but, yeah, it really was a vibe of, like, who does she know? Whose cousin is this? How did she get on the album? Beyond, or rather, uh, behind Wu Gambino's, uh, the tracks that got the highest rating for me would be uh, Incarcerated Scarfaces. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other four and a half? Was there another four and a half somewhere? Guillotine, Swords, yes. Oh, yes. That that one is, like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> I mean, fucking Inspect the Deck, man. God damn. I, I was actually just watching the rest of uh, season one of the Woo uh, of Mikes and Men uh, 
you know, show that's on uh, uh, Hulu, talking about how, like, Inspector Deck would write verses, and, like, they showed in one of the episodes, like, Inspector Deck rapping, and then, like, the genius going, like, man, I gotta write something different, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's only on the album once, and uh, as far as I can recall, I think he's only on that one cut, but... That's all you need, man. He has that lasting impression. Inspector Deck is fucking solid. Yeah, man. Fucking incredible. Once you get to Raekwon's verse, which is a lot more, like, slowed down in tempo, it just kind of feels like, hmm. (laughs) You know? But then I feel like Genius rounds it out. You know what I mean? How about Worst? song on the album okay so um let's get into it uh wisdom body that one really well not that i like hated it i just i hate that intro to it it (laughs) sours the song so fucking much (laughs) but yo yo check the banging the sounds then i invent i read up on that to where (laughs) ghostface says straight up yeah I was about punch drunk, and... (laughs) And you know what's weird about that? Again, I feel like that matches the sort of, you know, punk angle of it, where it's just like, this guy actually sounds like he is drunk at a party, hitting on a chick. He's so fucked up. But his, like, his flow and fucking lyricism and the way he, like, illustrates things is still so fucking poetic and shit that you're like, I could see someone being kind of charmed by this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not really, you know, I was taken by surprise on this one because, A, it's a Ghostface solo track, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, originally um, Raekwon wanted to do a verse, but they were like, nah, nah, this doesn't, nah, it needs to just be him. It, it's such a personal track, and Ghostface gets so personal, like, with how he's illustrating what he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? That saved it for me. That that saves it from being the worst track on the album. That prestigious award goes to Ice Cream. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I know why. I think I have a theory. <laughs> Your boy, Capadonna, bringing <laughs> us home. <laughs> okay, look. Oh, man. <laughs> Besides Capadonna, <laughs> I, I, am, I am pleased to report that this was also Ray's least favorite cut on the album. And he didn't want it on here either. And and, and I want to address this lyric, right? And I had never heard this lyric before. Because <laughs> their shit is so dense. Like, you can yeah. listen to their tracks over and over again and be like, I didn't hear that lyric before. I didn't hear that lyric before. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it really is. I remember RZA saying, like, these guys are like instruments. And he tries to, like, fit, you know, all right, such and such voice is higher, so I need to match the production by doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can really hear that genius as you're listening to the music. Shaolin's finest. What a boo piece, your highness. You I'm lounging, big dick style, young niggas is the flyest, moves you're making, two fly jewels is shaking, not a rape patient, you're looking good, fly colored agent, it's like, uh, what, 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 what would you say that? What? Why what would is you that? Say, oh, you're not a rape patient, like what? Why would you bring that up? Don't say that. And this is after, mind you, I love you like I love my dick size. I love you like I love my dick size. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> no! <laughs> Who wants to hear that? Ray doesn't like the song because he thinks it's too soft for the <laughs> album. That's not the no, problem. This is for roughneck chicks, bro. <laughs> that is not the problem. Because I do I do really like 
Wu-Tang cuts where it just sounds like they're having fun. Yeah, and I do, I love this beat. It's like fucking shining, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like I blinging. like that, but it's so fucking creepy. <laughs> that yeah, man. You need Method Man's smooth voice on the hook to to, to soften the edge of this. <laughs> Meth is absolutely the saving grace because that fucking that hook. If you got it said that it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think <laughs> you need to read the whole thing because it's like a whole big quote from from Raekwon. But yeah, he he basically says the same thing of like we were sitting in the studio. And I and I was like, "Hey, what if we wrote a song about women, but like their ice cream?" And Meth was like, "Right off the dome," and they're like, "Wow, that's great!" So they built basically a whole song around that hook, and kind of don't really address it that much in the no. verses. <laughs> Not really. Um, that's as good as it gets. I feel like whereas. You know, Raekwon's verse is like, you know, it's solid enough. You know, he's got the little lyrical flourishes in there. Capadonna is just, uh, like, Ghostface Killer, again, has that quality where it's just like, man, this is so weirdly specific. I don't see how people could, uh, someone could relate to this. But, like, god damn it, if I was, like, I could see the charm, though. <laughs> like, when right. he comes in, he's like, they call me Stocky Lover Uncheck the strategy by any means. Surely Temple Curls was done by Billy Jeans. Black Mrs. America, your name is Erica Right True. Lazy Apple, small feet, six shoe, caramel complexion, breast smelling like cinnamon. You know, it's just like, lazy eye? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, it's just like, to have that digit, like it's not even a sexy thing that's just like i'm really illustrating the scene like no no yeah i, I like her when she has a laser yeah yeah <laughs> you know i love the world building i'm 100 here for that i love that i love how in detail these tracks get i love how like with the distance of their lyrics when they have little like weirdly humorous moments it like comes off like strangely more affecting like as you're listening to it like where he says like uh if i was jiggy you'd be spotted like spot mckinsey i'm high powered put a dina howard to sleep your pardon that bitch been on my mind all week but um back to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's sort of like oh shit my man <laughs> like they have these diss lyrics and then just to have that injection of like oh shit i got off topic <laughs> you know <laughs> But then you get your boy, Capadonna. <laughs> Black chocolate girl, wonder shake, ground like thunder, politic to your deficit step, give me your number, your sexy, persuasive tatas and thighs. Catch my eyes like pies. I want your bodily surprise. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> honestly, I don't mind it. <laughs> it's really just when it gets creepy is when I'm like, oh no, you're ruining it. But for I the most like part, a giant it's alright. Blow wombs out of the sockets. Oh yeah, that's romantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to see that contrast between like Ghostface and Capadonna where it's just like, both of them are like, you know, kind of like, yeah, y you can argue, maybe a hint misogynistic in there. But it's oh, just like, sure. Ghostface Killer is so like artistic and like so fucking charismatic that you're kind of like, Oh, but I see how someone might, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's the problematic fave, you know? I mean, he was the one dropping all the F-slurs F in uh, the yeah. album, too, unfortunately. But, you know, 95. Knuckleheads. We quote that track so much. <laughs> or at least and we used is, to. It is not, like, my favorite track on this album at all. Like, it really is, like, the sort of warming up song, you know? <laughs> I do like it a lot. But, like, compared to, like, 
how the the musical landscape like opens up by the time you get to a track like you know rainy days you know what i mean it just kind of feels like yeah what knowledge god you know what i mean outside the you know rap parmesan and hit you on the hip and horn did you notice that the fucking bass by the time it got to you god's verse was like almost too fucking much to handle maybe that was uh again rizza trying to uh, balance the the voice there you know because he's got such a deep voice something i read about rizza that i thought was interesting man i really do recommend anyone who's like a fan of the album but like hasn't heard like stories about the tracks go on genius and read the interview bits on the side they're, they're really really crazy informative where rizza says that he has like a different compression setting for all oh, nine yeah. rappers mm-hmm. that's why ghostface doesn't sound good on other people's shit because I know how to <laughs> I know how to produce his voice. I know it needs to be lowered a little bit. Like it needs to be slowed down a tiny bit or whatever. Like But like he's kinda like an artist in that way. Yeah. Like, he I love he that. is someone who is like uh like like Vangelis. He didn't grow up like learning music traditionally. So him doing a song like Glaciers of Ice, like it sounds so strange because it's like it doesn't fit within like western music's idea of what a key is you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. it's these weirdly like uh sam with these weird samples playing against each other but there's something kind of like intriguing about how it sounds you know what i mean and that sort of like Stephen reich 1950s you know clashing samples thing sort of way you know that fucking it's going rain it's going rain those type of motherfuckers you know after a day of recording rizza would take the reels home with them and not let anyone listen to them <laughs> Like, hey, man, I just want to listen back to that one part and see. No, it's too late. (laughs) You recorded it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do with it. Too bad. And they're like, oh, okay. It is such a weird thing where it's like the music really does work in conjunction with these guys like flows and how like because mm. Raekwon's flow is so like jagged. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it, it is actually like if you really listen to him, this is like when you really think about this is really challenging the way flows sounded like think about how nwa sounded in 1991 and this is 1995 you know like this is so much more complex like like this is like taking the passing the torch from big daddy kane and being like let's do it even more you know Mm, mm -hmm. like but it's not even like the oh we just got the simple beat going it's like no it's these complex tapestries of beats matching this complex tapestry of like flows and how they're like saying certain things and these strange like you know bits of slang that like you might have never heard before references to things that are so specific like no you have to be from staten island to know what they're talking about by any means shirley temple curls was done by bailey jeans like that's something actually very specific to like a part of staten island like oh yeah girls get these haircuts called bailey jeans at this specific place you know (laughs) i marked out a little bit on rainy days when he says he's listening to 1010 wins it's a fucking New York radio station. I remember that shit. Like, <laughs> little local references like that I like. It, like, it definitely adds to the overall picture they're painting. Like, you can actually visualize this shit as it's going on. We gotta mention your favorite and mine making a surprise appearance on this album. Papa Woo! <laughs> Papa Woo! What are you doing in Springfield? Um, we, we, I think we could have ended the album on a stronger note. 
the we North could have Star. ended this album just two tracks earlier. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 you. yes. I was just going to say, because Heaven and Hell is not that strong either. Goddamn it- Blue Raspberry! <laughs> what are you doing on here again? No, but... <laughs> Heaven and Hell and North Star. Uh, and they're just yeah, I don't... talking. And it's like, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like earlier in the album where it's like, oh man, we're talking about something specific about these shark biting ass niggas who are stealing, you know, niggas oh, yeah. off the nah shit. You know what I'm saying? And you know what's funny about that? They were talking apparently secretly about uh, Notorious B.I.G. like <gasps> biting off the album cover. Yeah. Oh. Because they're saying like, oh, Nas's album cover was like, hey, having a baby on the album cover, you know, and now, oh, you make your album cover about having a baby on the album cover. And it's like, you know, oh. I, I personally had never even thought about that before. <laughs> Like, you still enjoy that because it's like hearing them talking to each other like these fucking, like, close-ass cousins who are just like, oh, yeah, you know, they've been off of that dude's shit. Like, it really is like, like somebody said, as I was listening to, I mean, I was watching the Of Mike's and Men thing, they were like, there was this one woman who was, like, promoting them and, like, showing their demo around town and being like, dude, it's like you're in on the cypher with them. It's like you're listening with them. It's like yeah. the rap version of a podcast, you know, like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it really man, is. And so it's like after the rapping, it's like, oh, all right, now you're going home and like hanging out and watching kung fu flicks with them it's like you are hanging out with these personalities as you listen to it you know what i mean like and it is so fascinating that they that they got in touch with that sort of thing but were able to bring these interesting flavorful you know mixes to it you know what i'm saying maybe track one or two is not as dope and then the last couple of tracks kind of like could be shaved off like especially with when they're just when they're just talking at the end of heaven and hell and it's just like I don't. I can't even really notice. Like, what? What are they talking about? <laughs> like, you know, it's not specific enough to be like you want to listen to it. You know, with the intro, it's like, oh man, this is my last fucking brick, man. I ain't selling this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to give this shit up. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I can hear what you're talking about on fucking um uh, on 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 uh, shark niggas. They're like, yeah, don't fucking bite our style. And then the fucking just to fucking contrast them. You know what I'm saying? So much just to just to make sure you don't bite their style. They launch into possibly one of the most experimental Rizza beats the fucking boom boom ba doom the fucking <laughs> opera singer in the background like what in the fuck is going on <laughs> and even like the beat on North Star it's like super spacious and like trippy I loved that the atmospheric feel of it but it's just like he's just taking so long to talk about like yeah that's how you grow up from a cricket and you, you're growing up now and you gotta realize that a good man is a good and and the thing is, it's like it even it like it directly contradicts itself. Like at the end, with what he's saying, he's saying like, you know, no man can judge for another, but each man must weigh all facts and circumstances and find truth in his own judgment of righteousness. And I'm like, oh okay. And it's like, see the way to evil, balance equality in no man, for no man is good and bad at the same time. Either you're good or you're bad, and that's what the album ends on. And it's like, but you just said you can't judge people because you gotta weigh the facts and the consequences. I'm like what? <laughs> Two tracks we didn't really mention. Uh, Ice Waters, where I thought Capadonna was actually pretty nice on that one. And Can It All Be So Simple? Parentheses, remix? There is an issue with Can It All Be So Simple that kind of comes up on other tracks. And I remember having the same issue with the Jizza album. Uh, is that a lot of these tracks will just kind of stop. Oh, go on for a while. And then have like another two minutes of beat <laughs> at the end. And it's like, especially on Can It All Be So Simple, like I'm yeah. skipping 
after that last <laughs> yeah. verse. Like, there's no reason not to just yeah. skip ahead to the next track because I'm not missing anything by doing that. Literally, the appeal to it is the idea of like, because it is kind of like breaking the form. Like, I mean, were there a lot of rap songs like this before this, like prominently? Like, usually, if you're making a rap song, you understand you're in the game. Like, you got to do verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus out right you you don't like fucking talk for a minute at the end but (laughs) again part of that appeal is the like oh it's like you're hanging out with them you know what i'm saying so you know not only are you rapping them but you're rapping with them but you're like hearing their conversations and how they feel about shit outside of that but yeah it becomes a bit much and you know we're just like all right dude get to the next unless you're talking about something that's really interesting like the shark niggas part you know what i mean yeah and another similarity to Liquid Swords is that the tracks on this album where it's just Raekwon, like you're listening to the posse cuts and it's just like unbelievable, just talent after talent, and like you can't even stand it. It's so fucking like it's almost too much. But even on the tracks where it's just Raekwon, he holds his own He's very solid, well. You know? Yeah, it basically, like even Raekwon says, he thinks the album is as much a Ghostface album as it is a Raekwon album. Like they basically tag team it. And for mm-hmm. the most part, they are. But you give him a track by himself, he fucking handles it just fine. He doesn't need the help, but, you know, it doesn't hurt either. I ended up giving this album the same rating as Liquid Swords, actually. I gave it a solid four. How about you? I I give it a four and a half. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I I really do, like, enjoy, you know, the musicality of it and just how it, like you said earlier, expands like, once again, like, going back and listening, like, you know, I have heard the Wu-Tang's first album, you know, forever, and then hearing the Genius's album recently, and then hearing the progression going on to this one, it's just like, whoa, this motherfucker is really, like, he really is challenging, because this is, what, 1995, you know what I mean? Like, he's really stretching and reaching, like, shit like the Wu-Gambinos and the beats on that, it's just like, this is so experimental, and yet it's still... Like, it's it, it's somehow nerdy and hardcore and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, how the fuck are they pulling this off? And But like you said, they, they know how to pull it back, right? Like, they're still the samples, but they're from these, you know, mafia movies. And maybe they're going to be talking more about, like, deals going wrong and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, he knows what he's doing when he's painting this picture, you know, in a way that you would see uh uh p diddy do with um you know notorious big like you know uh, a a year later you know what i mean riz has always been impressive but this is where he really shows his range i remember hearing that around the time they were making inspect the decks album there was a flood in his apartment that like destroyed his equipment so he didn't have like a whole bunch of the beats that he oh no and i just think like cruel fucking fate like man imagine if the streak could have just like solidly continued you know i remember feeling the same way with method man's album because method Mm. man is actually the first one to have a solo release his came out at like so wu-tang's album was like 93 method man's was 94 and his like was put out immediately and i remember them saying like uh well like i remember listening to it and feeling like man method man is the most charismatic out of all these motherfuckers why don't i feel this album as much and i remember learning later like oh yeah that one was kind of rushed so you know and like it kind of sucks sucks. like method man doesn't have like that classic album you know what i mean like yeah he really doesn't but you know you see with the genius he was able to take more time and create something more uh you know deep and thorough and then given with more time and just being allowed to expand like jeez man like this album is so impressive just musically and then like putting it in the context of the time like he was doing shit motherfuckers were not doing and going beyond that you know like 
That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you so, so much for checking us out, fucking with us again. Uh, like I'd mentioned earlier, these were listener-requested albums. So, you know, last week we did a couple new releases. We like to switch it up, and if there isn't anything particularly eye-grabbing that comes out that week, we'll switch it over, do some listener requests, and that's why you got two of them this week. So if there is an album that you would like to hear our thoughts on, head on over to our Kofi page. That is Ko- that is K-O- dash fi dot com slash going off that's g-o-i-n-o-f-f one time $40 pledge gets you an album review of your choosing and if you are an artist yourself and there is an album that you put together they would like to hear our thoughts on that is a one time $50 pledge I think only one purse has taken up on that offer so far mm-hmm. um, so or maybe two I think actually well we haven't got to them yet yeah, yeah. We're all over the place. Twitch.tv slash rap critical. That's why we got the link trees provided because there are way too many links yeah, to dude. even <laughs> plug at the end of this damn show anymore. The the going off experience, the going, going off, off extended the universe. Extended universe, yeah. It doesn't end, man. As far as the eye can see. <laughs> as far as the ear can hear. <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. One of those is bound to work for you. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. Play some catch-up. Skim through. See if there's an album that, that catches your eye. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what the going off boys had to say about that one. Just start there. By the end of it, you'll have binged who knows how many episodes wasted who knows how many hours. I think what's really cool about our thing is that like, usually with most people, they do like one movie per episode, but like, you know what I'm saying? We're giving you two things, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like back to back, double the content immediately. <laughs> there was a time when you boys were only giving you one album review an episode, and we fucking pumped that shit up mm. for y'all. Young gods, how could you be so generous? <laughs> More bang for your buck. We gotta listen to two albums every week. Oh my god, our lives. Oi, oi, oi. How do we find time to do anything else? Seriously, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And fuck yeah, my crew down's German beers. My career is based on guns, throwing cats, and wheelchairs, etc.